first ever Cinemastic Event Podcast is here, our top 10 of 2018. Join us January 29th for a special episode where we discuss each of our top 10 movies from 2018. What will make our list? What will be snubbed? Settle in and get comfortable for an extra long episode from the entire Cinemastic crew as we dive into all of our favorite things from the past year. Ooh. What about yeah. Mike and Dave need wedding dates? <laughs> For their own wedding. Man, I have been. Oh, that's the sequel. I have. If there is. If Directed there is by one, Christopher Nolan. If there is one fuck. thing oh. I am, it is a huge pusher. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say huge pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's uh, <laughs> so out of nowhere. I'm a huge, huge pussy. <laughs> I just wanted to say that real quick. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Oh, we got that. Right. We got that. <laughs> the cold open. <laughs> yes. I just want to say I'm a huge <laughs> pussy. I just wanted to get this out there. I am a huge, huge pussy. Immediately into the drop. We were joking. <laughs> we were joking about one day just getting you to record like a bunch of random phrases and words, and, and then like, voice. and then Jordan, <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> later Jordan will edit himself into the podcast, but have like you respond to it with just shit he <laughs> Frankenstein's together. <laughs> yes, That'd be fucking amazing. Oh god, that'd be amazing. All right. Uh, Okay, all right, all right, all right. Um, in today's episode, we're going to discuss things in the news, like that Pokemon Red and Blue movie. We're going to talk about the Oscar nominations, what we hate, and what we really, really hated. We're also going to discuss movies that deserve a sequel. It's all happening right now. It's time to dive in. This is Cinemaxic. <laughs> And welcome to a special late night edition of the Cinemax Stick Podcast. Go ahead and turn the lights down low, grab your favorite wool blanket, and grab your pet of choice. Have it straddled in your lap. Stroke it nice and softly. It's time for the Cinemax Stick Podcast at night. As always, I'm your host, Max Fozzie, Max Leadham. On my right, lit by candlelight. Is my friend, my foe, my adversary, Tim Reichmuth. How are we doing today, buddy? Uh, I'm, I'm quite content right now. You know, I feel like we should just speak real softly. Just, be, just because. <laughs> just because it's a special late night edition. Tanner, we don't want to wake. The straight universe. ahead. Straight ahead. Is my friend, my mustachioed muchacho. Tanner Rush, welcome back to another episode of Cinemastic. What if we did an ASMR movie podcast? Just speak really, really softly like this. And move from left to right. <laughs> but I don't think you get that effect on these mics. Just re- But I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> Jordan, can you help keep, us with this? Keep rocking back and forth. I think there's some sort of effect happening right now. We'll be doing um, I want to let you guys know that your parking lot outside is literally a sheet of ice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, almost, I almost died multiple times. I nearly fell not once, not twice, but thrice. You think I like going out there and eating shit first thing in the morning? <laughs> I imagine that had <laughs> to be what I like happened. This? That was unbelievable. I ended up 
after my third almost fall, I just started shuffling across the ice like a <laughs> like a, a man who has <laughs> who has forgotten his bathrobe and needs to shuffle from one room to the next without being seen and disturbing the others. I thought I was going to dislocate my hip just getting out of the car after work. I was damn close to throwing something out. Yeah. I I'm, like it is it is literally at least a half inch of solid ice. Saw ice, baby. You could play some hockey out there. I I would I would not doubt it. I would not doubt it. Um boys, how are we all doing this week? Pretty- we have a good week so far. Good. I think it's good. We're almost to the end of it. That could have been better. I think I... Ooh. Oh, Whoa. we're cutting out. There it is. Oh, we almost cut out again. We're we're fighting with this uh, a headphone uh, jack device. Sometimes it cuts out our Technology headphones. is a bitch. It really is. It really is. Especially from where you work, you would know this first first hand. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's very difficult. Never never really works with you as mm-hmm. you want it to. Mm. Um. You know what I'm, I'm trying this week? I'm trying a uh, intermittent fasting. Uh, you don't eat for 16 hours, and you, you, your eating window is 8 hours. So it's 12 to 8. Uh, and let me just tell you, <laughs> I am starving. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's going to – I'm feeling okay. Other than that, I got my soda here. Um, oh. Which is – What, kind, which of, is what kind of soda is that? Keep me quenched. The DP? This is a this is a diet diet doctor diet doctor diet no DDP no 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 diet coke oh oh you brought a beer yep that's a cool looking can the cosmic IPA India Pale Ale by Boulevard blah that seems like a really really long taste I hate IPAs it's actually pretty good that's it's cheaper to just lick batteries get the same flavor that's not as bad that actually is pretty damn good for an ipa i will say mm. i hate ipas and that mm. was actually a second one good. i'm good that was actually that's actually delicious i'll be damned <laughs> i know right <laughs> i'm seeing things in a new shade <laughs> anyways boys uh, let's go ahead and dive in to the first segment of this of this uh <laughs> podcast today and that's what we watched this week so, uh, you know, guys, I watched a ton of movies over the past week or two. Um, very fine movies. Um, I can't really think of... I, I don't think I watched a single movie that I didn't like out of all the ones I've, I've powered through uh, trying to prepare for our, our big event next week where we talk about our top 10 of 2018. And I didn't think I watched a movie I didn't like. I, I watched uh, You Were Never Really Here. Great performance Excellent by... Excellent film. I, I great, really enjoyed that movie. Really, really good performance by Joaquin Phoenix. It's dark, but inspiring at the same time, I felt like. I, I don't know if you guys felt any inspiration by the end of that, that, that someone could be in such you know darkness and finding ways to keep going. I I thought uh, there was some unique, uh, uniquely inspiring moments in that that you don't really see. Something I wanted to bring up specifically on this podcast, because I know you would really appreciate it as well, that shot where he is drowning himself in the lake, yeah. and mm-hmm. and he is just floating there down with his with his you know his mom and everything. It was just a mesmerizing shot, uh, so so beautifully done, and again that unique sense of inspiration I felt came from what I thought was definitely a visual element 
uh, a visual, uh, almost a metaphor, is he was drowning in complete darkness, and there was like a single beam of light coming down, illuminating him. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he still decided to swim up towards that light. Now, maybe you guys mis- maybe you guys interpreted that differently, um, but a very good film, very good film. So that's. That's what I thought you know, of. Uh, you never really hear. I think you're bang on. Um, other the, uh, I don't know if mild spoilers, I guess, but I don't think that's really going to affect what you enjoy with the film. But I think the whole thing with Joaquin Phoenix's character, which is Joe, yeah, yep. yeah, um, he's had so much trauma throughout his life that he he dissociates. So like all the violence in the film. Mm-hmm. kind of happens off screen or it's very obscured mm-hmm. um and then you and know the very title of the movie you were never really here i think th- i mean it's such a bare bones film in terms of dialogue mm-hmm. you really have to work at what's going through these characters heads it really yeah yeah um but i think that's the idea is he just doesn't really feel connected to anything he does but the girl he goes to rescue is his one kind of lifeline yeah someone that actually I guess acknowledges. And I mean, you, he had his mother, but yeah, right. still, it's something that is able to actually ground him to reality. Yeah. And that's that's the payoff with the movie. The first, I've only watched it once, but immediately after watching it, I was almost a little disappointed because there wasn't some grand, violent climax that I I really wanted. Very and subdued in terms really, of the action. It, it, yeah, it robs it from you, and I I was kind of mad at first, but. As the days went by and I thought about it more, I was like, you know what? I get it. They were going, I get it. yeah, they weren't going taken with it really, right. which is what I kind of expected going in was a, a darker, a darker taken, which it couldn't have been more the opposite of what that was. And yeah. there was some great character moments there, like where you see those, again, the traumatic flashbacks in his life, like seeing all those girls piled up in that freezer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was definitely some, which, what's, I, again, what I thought was inspiring out of that is that he saw that horrible thing and i believe it's something it's because of something like that and because he knows this girl is going through something similar to things he's seen and been through he wanted to you know again use that as his lifeline to try and come mm-hmm. save her in what, any way he can. what i like about it is it focuses on the whole mental aspect of what he's been doing because i mean multiple scenes he's trying to kill himself where there's that one scene where i believe he has a gun in his mouth and then he starts to cry and pulls it out uh, the one where he puts a plastic bag on his head uh, in his hotel room. But it just kind of, it, what's, I guess, beautiful about the movie is, you know, even through all this pain, you know, he wants to end it. He finds a small reason to live. And then kind of at the end, you realize it's the girl. Yeah. And he decides to keep going to, to help her. He He definitely fantasized about killing himself throughout the movie. And I think there's only actually one genuine attempt, and that's, the the lake scene yeah, that Max right. brought up. I think the the bag on his head. Not to disagree with anything you said, but he was just like in. It's high just some kind of like kind. a weird yeah. sort of therapeutic thing for yeah. him in a way. Yeah, because um, he was doing it in very awkward times that yeah, wouldn't make sense yeah. and stuff. So yeah, I I think it was it, therapeutic is a good thing right. to say. And, yeah. uh, but possible trigger warnings with this film, I guess. Yeah. For any of our listeners who sure. have any kind of trauma relating to any of that stuff, sure. this might not be the film for you. Yeah, it's it's very dark. Um, it, it's very dark, but you do it. It isn't totally painted black, I should say. Did so, I say viewers or listeners? Either way, 
I think you get, I think we, you get the. You point. know what? I would like to say we should we should get this on YouTube with a video, <laughs> because we're hiding Tanner's mustache from the world, and I <laughs> I feel like that is a crime. That's a fair point. It's a fair point. It's it's not something that's outside the realm of possibility. When we first brought this up, Jordan was like, "Hey, uh, we also have the video equipment to do this on video." And I said, "That sounds good. Let me lose some weight, and I'm I'm all for it." So what if I? If you, I look, you look great, man. Thanks, buddy. What if I rub my mustache on the mic? <laughs> oh, yes. Maybe people can hear it. You can hear it. You can definitely hear it. That, <laughs> that is a little taste for you at home. Just hearing that bristly. <laughs> our our podcast immediately bumps up from like sixty views a week to we just got seventy thousand. I think we just got seventy more subscribers. The just only film podcast with mustache noises. Truly wonderful. Truly beautiful. Um. So other than you were never really here, I also watched uh, um, I watched a couple documentaries, uh, the the Firefest, both Firefest documentaries and Three Identical Strangers. I've heard about that one. Three Identical Strangers is nuts. That is, it, there it's just an absolutely crazy story, um, and that centers around. It, it, this isn't spoilers at all because. You know the uh, from the trailers and whatnot. It's just about three identical twins, triplets, who um, the three identical twins. Brilliant. Corrected yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah, triplets. Yes. Uh, he. They. They don't know that they are all brothers, and they are reunited uh, around their twenties um, and come together. And they had no idea that they had a brother, or let alone even two brothers. That and let alone twins and triplets right so they had no idea so that was uh it's very interesting documentary Hmm. both firefest documentaries have interesting points i thought the netflix one was superior but the netflix one did take a hit um for me because i I, first i really enjoyed it much more and then it turns out that the people who sponsored firefest in general were the people who made this documentary now there's some damning damning stuff in in the netflix one like really 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 like wow this is ridiculous like these guys are all scumbags but at the end of the day the guys who promoted Firefest still made the documentary so there is some um there is some conflict of interest there i feel like they kind of ex- the people who produced it, or who uh pushed this Firefest uh are very much to blame as well and they didn't really mention them the brand is uh, the the guys who uh promoted Firefest is a brand called Jerry Media, uh, and they're also known as Fuck Jerry on Instagram. And uh, they did not really, they didn't mention themselves at all in the Netflix one. And the Hulu one, they do. Oh, I'm sure they're trying to pass all the blame on to yeah. what's his face. Yeah. They're, they're make yeah. Yeah, yeah, Billy or whatever his name is. Um, um, go ahead. Billy McFarland. Have you heard of the internet historian on YouTube? Uh, yes, I have actually. This, so this YouTube channel where this guy basically will kind of do these sort of dramatic, not dramatic, but um, these funny, seriously presented videos on like just infamous points in internet history. But mm-hmm. he did a he did an episode that's like I don't know, fifteen minutes long, maybe on um the fire festival like a year or two ago. So that's how I learned all learned of it. it. And I, I kind of want to check out at least one of these documentaries, but the the one thing that uh, bo- sorry, go ahead, check that out. I guess yeah, um, the internet historian. Though I don't know if you've seen one of these, what that video will tell you that you didn't already know. But 
The one thing that bothered me about the Hulu one, too, is that the Hulu one, for like 30 minutes, I don't even feel like they get to the point of Firefest. They don't really discuss it. And for about 30 minutes, they do the whole, like, millennials are bad and are addicted to their phones and love to be liked on social media. And I'm like, you know, I've... I've heard people preach about this and and be on their soapbox about this endlessly. So that was a little that started to that starts to grade on your patience a little bit. So sure. each one has their own uh, own uh, qualities to it. I do think the Netflix one was overall more entertaining. Um, I also watched Eighth Grade uh, with uh, Bo Burnham's directorial debut. Um, Tightness. Very very yeah. Tim would Tim would relate to this one a lot. It's just about this. Tim would relate to this one a lot. It's about an awkward teenage it's, girl. It's, um, yeah, it's, yeah. That's basically me in junior high yeah. and high school. And that one was a very good flick. I'm not going to dive into all these. I just kind of want to get out of the way what I watched. But eighth grade, very good movie. Bo Burnham's directorial de- debut. Check that out. Um, sorry to bother you. That one's pretty wild. That is probably single-handedly... I mean, it, yeah, I think that has to be the weirdest movie I've ever seen, or very close to it. Uh, it's absolutely absurd, and it takes a turn that I don't think you could have seen coming at all. Like, I don't think there's any way you were yeah. going to go out of this movie and be like, what in the hell? There's no way you wouldn't, like, this just blows my mind how weird this film got. Like, have you ever seen From Dusk Till Dawn? mm um, it's an old, older Robert Rodriguez movie. Um, oh, yes. George, George Clooney. Yep. Might have written the script or a I, draft of it. But anyways, it's like it starts out like a crime film. And then like 30 minutes in, all of a sudden it turns into this ridiculous like vampire gore fest like out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. It sounds amazing. It goes from like these two murdering brothers one of them is also he's like i don't know he's like a rapist or something but they take this family hostage you're like oh this is horrible like what's gonna happen mexican vampires out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> very strange <laughs> and then it's just bonkers i wonder if they ends. did they did they hint at it at all in the trailers mm, i don't know um, man that would have blown people if away they did i i could tell you right now and sorry to bother you they do not hint at what takes what happens in this movie at all so sorry to bother you does not have mexican vampires it in does, it, but it, does, it does have a pretty extreme <laughs> hard left turn <laughs> like out of nowhere <laughs> but my issue with it is that it just feels almost too late in the film like yeah. i wish that would have happened because of all the things in it that was kind of when i really got on board it's a movie that the approach to me seemed like what's the director's name boots riley i think yeah um he kind of just threw everything at the wall yeah um, and I think there's probably a lot of, um, more cultural, social stuff that, yeah, I, I might not just be aware enough of to completely unpack everything in this yeah. film because there's a lot, also, <laughs> there's a lot to take in. It also, at the, at the end there, like that made it not a comedy for me <laughs> anymore. That was like horrifying. I like straight up was like. What? No. Oh, dude. It's like, it's honestly so shocking that it borderline is horrifying. And I, I did it like was no longer a comedy for me. It was very disturbing. So watch. Sorry to bother you. Uh, I do want to watch it. Yeah, so. you should. Uh, and finally, the last thing I want to bring up before, because I was 
I loved this movie so much, and don't be surprised if this ends up in my top ten. American Animals. Hmm. I loved American Animals. I thought that was an amazing story. I loved how they wove in kind of the documentary along with it being a movie. It's based on a true true True, true story. A bank heist? No, some art heist, art heist. Some book, heist. like a book heist. So were they? Was it? It wasn't North. They were in North Carolina, but it wasn't North Carolina University, was no, it? No, it was. It was something else. It was some other university. Um, and it just—it's so so good. Um, I, well, that'll, uh, I'll let you go. You're, well, you you go going. you go from you you go from like oh, these guys are going to get what they deserve. They're stupid. They're dumb. How could they do this? To also like realizing that these from my perspective yeah these guys did something really really stupid but i didn't come away thinking any of them to be necessarily like bad people i think they feel like from what i saw like they they genuinely are like why did we do this we we hurt someone we mm-hmm. we damaged someone's life uh that scene and spoilers spoilers here skip like press the skip button like three times 15 seconds that that part where the librarian is getting tackled to the ground and is like screaming and crying and whatnot and she's just this old lady dude i was almost in tears i don't know about you tanner but i was almost i in... haven't seen it yeah you have oh damn it that was tim who rated was... it yeah. oh damn it. i thought it. you saw it tanner never mind nope we're gonna tanner hasn't seen it i mean it. it's based on a true story like it is but this well this part just made me it made me like genuinely upset like gen like oh, I, yeah. I was yeah. ver- on the verge of tears i was like oh my god this is horrible mm-hmm. um nothing like it's not a very it's not a dark movie at all guys um I, but it it's very that, that part was sad what i real what i really liked about it is the way they mixed in an actual movie with a documentary feel and i thought they did a very good job just kind of making it fluid and flow throughout the entire film. i've never seen a movie like it before um and yep. they did a really good job and also uh Man, that uh, the actor, the what's his name? Quicksilver. Yeah, the Quicksilver guy. He is such a gifted actor. He is. He is so good. It's the only good thing about American Horror Story. He is. Yeah. He is just. I, I do think he's gonna. He is. Be, he's he's gonna, an up and coming actor. He will for win. Sure. He will win an Oscar. The guy is just. He. What, do you have his name? Do you have his name pulled up? Uh, Evan Peters. Evan Peters. It was. He is like every time I see him in something. He just blows me away. I just think he's so damn good. Was he in Kick-Ass? Yeah. Was he one of the friends? I think that's the yeah. first thing I noticed the, him in. The, the first thing I noticed him in was uh, Never Back Down, that oh, MMA wow. movie. Yeah, remember? Oh. He's the friend who gets beat up oh, wow. and Never Back Down. Yeah, that was, uh, which also he was the best actor in that movie too, which isn't shocking. That's not hard to say, but. God, simpler times. I loved that movie. It's like when I was in eighth grade, when I watched it the first time, I was like, oh. Man, I'm gonna tackle life. <laughs> come on, come on, never back down. As the, Spot what, on. What's what's his face? Does it? You know, you know what people tune into this podcast for? My impersonations of of other people. Oh, they yes. they tune well, in for that. I don't think you can top the one from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I can't even remember what I did there. I think I probably did my Mick Jagger. It was uh, Naomi it was, Watts, right? It was off the hook. Yeah, um, no, not, not Naomi, Naomi Watts. Naomi Harris. <laughs> Naomi Harris. That's it. <laughs> Don't do it again. <laughs> it's, it's, you, know, you got me. <laughs> you will need a captain so who knows bad. those waters. You fucking sound like one of the um, <laughs> Nemoidians from Star Wars. 
which is not a good <laughs> good look. <laughs> that's so that's so spot on. That's such a great comparison. <laughs> moving oh, on. God. Anyways, moving on. Tanner, what did you watch this week? I'm gonna step away to blow my nose. What'd you watch, Tanner? I watched one movie and one movie alone. Uh, if Beale Street could talk, movie I've been looking forward to for a very, very long time. Um, directed by Barry Jenkins, uh, who also wrote the script, but it's adapted from a novel. Um, I think published originally in like the 1970s by James Baldwin. Uh, same title. Uh, Barry Jenkins previously did Moonlight, which was my. F- favorite film of that year i think when it came out um that was 2017 th- yeah that was 2016 i think no i, I think it was 2017 because uh, that's when la la land came out the whole fiasco mm, that was 2017 mm, no no it was 2016 yeah uh, it was um <laughs> 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 um uh, but, 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 but. but you were anticipating this movie like it was an Avengers or Star Wars movie. I was really, I loved, I loved Moonlight. It is such a, it's it's just, the film is pure poetry. It's such an amazing. I need to watch it. Beautiful, intimate movie. And the trailer for If Beale Street Could Talk, also fantastic. Um, the, the soundtrack for this film is amazing. It's been nominated, I think, for an Oscar if it doesn't win. I'm going to get I'm not going to do anything other than just be really upset. It's going to it's going to lose the Black Panther. Now, oh, I, I heard this movie was super slow though. It's so it's it's it slow. Um it's a little longer than I think it needs to be um by maybe 20 minutes. Um it it could have used a little more uh a little more editing hacking some things out um that's my one complaint is i think given its length in the actual payoff Mm -hmm. if you could argue whether or not there is one um it doesn't feel like it justifies the two hour mark and really two hours isn't that ridiculous but this is a i I think the closest thing i can i mean it's a drama but it's sort of like a slice of life kind of film like yeah um this is just supposed to be sort of represent representative of um i guess um the a a or the black experience yes. in america basically yep. um the the film begins with just um a wall of text which is a straight excerpt from the novel i it must be the foreword or the author's introduction where he's talking about how um uh, there is a Beale Street in uh, New Orleans, I think, um, and he's kind of saying that there is a Beale Street in every city in America, and every um, African American mm. is born on Beale, Beale Street. Mm. So, um, so I, Indian, um, fuck, where am I going with this? <laughs> So the the setup of the movie, right, is that there's this young African-American couple and um, um, she gets pregnant, but around that time, or before she knows she's pregnant, um, he, he named Fawny, is falsely accused of 
uh, rape and is imprisoned. Mm. And then so it's just the family kind of trying to scramble to get together money to put up a defense for him um, to see if they can get him out. (laughs) And so the film kind of interlaces that drama with the, it will cut back in time. Why are you laughing? (laughs) This is not a funny. This is not a funny topic, Max. I don't know what's going on. Help! All right, you yes, completely. I was just. I was just. I don't. I was. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. Continue. Continue. Um, You're doing a great job. I don't know why I was laughing. Okay, that's not funny. I'm just pretty, looking pretty off. Rude, Max. Looking off my letterbox review because I'm having trouble keeping my train of thought right now. <laughs> That's what I was laughing for the 30 seconds. You were like, I just I kept looking back at your computer and I was just, I, I knew you were struggling a bit. So I was just um, cracking but it. But it, <laughs> it is just a gorgeous film. Uh, mm-hmm. Beautiful soundtrack, rich colors, the very intimate cinematography. There's a lot of close ups mm-hmm. um, where you just see these characters just, they're subtleties of their face just the way they're reacting to things looking at each other um the entire cast is awesome um the two leads are great but i think the real standout um a lot of people are going to be talking about brian tyree henry who i believe is on the show atlanta which i have never watched i've never watched it either. i want to they say it's like twin peaks and something Um, combined it's weird yeah but um he's he only has one scene in this film but he does such a good job. Like, he should have been in contention for Best Supporting Actor. He did not get nominated, which wow. is ridiculous. But he kills it. And then um, uh, Tish is the main female character. Her father is played by Coleman Domingo. I believe that's his name. Which, by the way, it's not... From a... Fear the Walking Dead, um, which is not a show I watch. But he's he's great in it. Again, very brief. There's a lot of brief but just amazing performances in this movie. And it's not totally outside the, possi- the realm of possibility for a short a short scene to get nominated for an Oscar. I believe the no. person who won the Oscar one time... Uh, I think what? Alec Baldwin won a Best Supporting for literally just being in the movie for like... Yeah, to Glen Gary, Glen Ross, right? In silent, in with there's also I was thinking of Silence of the Lambs, uh, for um, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins was in it for like, apparently that's a little minutes. more substantial role, but oh yeah, even yeah. then, um, but you know you're right, um, uh, but this is a slower pace. It's more of a thoughtful, just kind of meditative, sort of. I would I don't want to say art house because that's kind of overused. Yeah. sometimes but a very artfully done slice of life film if you're looking for something with like a feel good kind of climax that wraps everything up you're not going to get it because this film is very much trying to be true to life in all aspects so it's not a downer but it's not like the film's event essentially about love right yeah. and a lot of times movies tackle the topic of love be it romantic or familial this film is both um it's usually like love conquers all right yeah like anything can be overcome through the power of love and that's not really the message of this film it's more just love's ability to sustain you and that you can endure the the rough parts of life sure and I and I'm okay with the movie being slower as long as the scenes that aren't the same, the meaty scenes like the performances and whatnot 
propel the film forward so you can get through those lower parts. So I'll give it a watch. I was concerned that it was going to be just like two hours of just very, very slow um, everything. So I'm excited to hear that. There's a the lot case. of great dramatic moments in it. There's some comedic moments. Um, it's It's got all the highs and lows of life in yeah, it. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, Tim, anything in particular you want to talk about that you watched this week? Uh, I tried to watch 8th grade. I couldn't finish it. Uh, just reminded reminded me of myself. Tim, that film was tightness personified. Yes. Do they say tightness a lot in it? <laughs> oh, that's a long uh, story. It's not a long story. I'm going to tell it right now. Tim, um, okay. We went to a uh, we went to a party in uh, eighth grade. Very cool girl asked us. Yes. Well, one of the very popular girls asked us to go to this party. When I say asked I had... us, I mean Tim got invited. Josh got invited, and I, had... I just weaseled my way in there. Nice. Um, I hadn't. I had no reason to be there. There, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I was there either, Tim. I had no idea why I was you're there. My, you're my plus one. Because I can tell you right now, it's like, yeah, I can't wait to go to this party, but also uh, there's no chance in hell I'm doing anything here because I am super awkward. And uh, just because that eighth grade me could not talk to That's anyone. That's all you have to do. You just have to be grandfathered in with a friend group, right? Like I made one friend... I made one original patient zero friend in <laughs> first grade, <laughs> and through him is how I've made all other friends. <laughs> if I didn't know him, I would be a friendless nerd right now in my life. God bless patient zero. Who is patient zero? Is that Brennan? Shout out to Brennan. Brennan. Um, best boy. I love Brennan. Um, but yeah, so we go. We, <laughs> we go to this party. Uh, her name's Allie, and she's invited all these cool people, and uh, she's from Spring Hill, and all I remember is that the, the people she invited from Spring Hill, especially the boys, were like six foot five, two twenty, just absolute grown men in eighth grade, yep. and we were we were like little doinkers, um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I, we, we, we come bouncing out of this car, and I'm just like, oh man, I'm already uncomfortable, and we, we roll up, and all three of us walk up on this, on the cement basketball court next to her house, which she lived in, she lived in this huge house out in the garden, huge freaking house. And the whole party is there, just hanging out, greeting each other. Dead silence. And Tim goes, because there's a barn. No, there's a, no, no, no. It was she. She walks up and introduces me to her soccer friends. Oh, and you, you go, and Tim. Yeah. She's like, "Hi, I'd like to introduce you to my neighbor Tim." Oh yeah. And I was like, "Hi." Uh, I didn't really know what else to say. It, and and so Tim. Takes, so, a, takes a takes a, a, so, a wait. Hold on, I, I love to I'm say gonna, this part. I, I have know, to do I, it. No, I, I'm not going to ruin <laughs> it for you. So, from my point of view, at that point, <laughs> I say hi, and I'm like, I need to come up with something to talk about. Small talk, and so small talk is not one of my strongest suits. So oh, I, I start shit. looking around. I start panicking. I'll let you take it away, man. And uh, Tim, oh god, oh boy, Tim looks at her barn. She has, a, she has barn a barn in the distance, and Tim okay. says, and, and, "Wait, wait! And just keep in mind, there's no other houses <laughs> anywhere close." And by. Tim takes a look at this barn and goes, "Allie, is that your barn?" And she goes, "Yeah." And Tim just goes, "Tightness!" And he throws his arms into like an excited like tightness, and it was it's definitely a fist bump. And I became cr- cripplingly. <laughs> Depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Did it, that was like, now, 
Oh no! <laughs> didn't didn't I run away after saying tightness? I don't know what you did. I don't, you you were like abort. Get the hell out of here! Oh my! God. All I know is that Man. was the worst worst thing that could have ever happened to start this party. And I was like, <laughs> we're at ground zero. And then uh, so what I did is I just played basketball on her basketball hoop for as long as possible before someone's like, hey, man, dude, I'm going to come over here and join the rest of us at the party. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so both of you were as weird as you could have been. I, I ended yeah. up I ended up actually warming up. I, I remember warming up with some of the people from Spring Hill, and I ended up actually going and joining the party. I think Tim... We we enjoyed it. I think I, I I think I hid in the garage for <laughs> most of the night. I believe Tim actually stayed in the barn overnight, Man. and they had to shoo him out like an old rabid raccoon. Yeah, I mean I don't know how you played it off, but I feel like these days I you know I could I might say that about someone's barn if I didn't know <laughs> they had a barn. I'd get I mean, pretty psyched about it. <laughs> I mean. <it's, laughs> I would just be born. I would just be, you know, just besides myself with excitement. Yeah, dude, because then you can go see you what's never... in the barn. <laughs> yeah, they could have horses. They could have a tractor. Yeah, old, yeah, old cars. We were oh, oh man, and I just dead I, bodies. I, I remember what I wore. Ooh. I remember what I wore to that party. Like it was yesterday. I wore like these jean shorts with like a red and blue striped polo and my Red Sox hat from my youth baseball team. Do you wear it your was... camo cargo shorts? <laughs> it was my yeah. It was my go-to fit, man. My go-to fit, hey. fitted. And Tim was wearing what I always describe as third-grade jeans, where they're jeans that still fit him, but but they're from third grade. <laughs> so they're like those, oh, like just, those, those baggy ones. They just don't fit right. Yeah, and they're like just uh, they're like they're like like Jinko they're, jeans. They're stonewashed, like to the point of almost being like white, and they're just like. They look oh. like their third grade jeans. American yeah. Eagle. Yeah, man. We were just rocking that. The only person who Whoa. deserved to be there really out of all three of us was Josh, and somehow we, yeah. we got in there. So. I, I still don't know why I was there. So that that basically sums up eighth what grade. I think of eighth grade. <laughs> and that's eighth grade, the movie. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tim, we can make a movie off that easy. I, might as well. Call, we up, do call it Bo Burnham. It's, it's, it, it was, so yeah. Any it's other, not a musical, so. though. Eighth grade? Yeah. yeah. It's Which you feel hey, like we, Bo we can make ours Burnham, a musical. That's got to be have at least a thing he could do, right? He could do a musical. Because that's could like such a part of all his stand-up. Yeah. And, you know, some of that... Maybe I, that's ninth grade. I like some ninth of... Ninth grade, the musical. Yeah. I like I like Bo Burnham's enough to enjoy his comedy, but to be fair, some of the stuff I don't... I don't some of the stuff I don't really like with the music. Sometimes I'm like, ah, I just want you to do stand-up. Can you just do that? Yeah, Dance for me, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of uh, <laughs> musical comedy. Yeah, it, it, some of his stuff, like the pandering song, the country pandering song. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, mm-hmm. that one's that's his best bit. But uh, yeah, Tim, anything else you watched? Uh, I watched. We <laughs> <laughs> oh. are lost at uh, sea right now. We're, we're stranded. Well, I'll uh, I'll get us back to shore I am, I, we are strapped to that speaking of oceans i'm the captain now <laughs> speaking of oceans let us let me reel us back in if beale street could talk for a minute Ooh. Um, we're going back baby funny the the leading male character his father is played by uh papa black manta for Ooh. real same actor yeah i'll be damned okay you bastard yeah Tip. way way better in this movie than <laughs> you bastard 
<laughs> what was that? Uh, I love that movie. So Tim, the, what else? To sum up the other movies, I watched Annihilation. Oh, I watched that too. Uh, I really liked Annihilation. By the way, after it's set in a little bit, I'm raising it up. It's not. It, it's He's no longer better. a six. It's it's like a. It, I'll, I'll give it a. For me, it was a seven and a half out of ten. So it's a the thing. It's a nine out of ten. At you least. like it, okay? What I loved about the movie is how. Because the, the biggest focus is like reflections or opposites or whatever. I mean, at the beginning of the movie, they put their hand on the table and her hand is reversed in the water glass. But like throughout the movie, you get these visual intense scenes where it's a little scary. I mean, with the alligator, the bear. That bear was haunting. Oh, my. Yes. Holy God. But I wasn't even prepared for told that. Told you, dude. But with those scary Ugh. scenes, the score that came along with it was so calming and soothing. The acoustic... It just completely was, dude. It, it it complete opposites, but went extremely well together. Yeah, the well, the score was incredible. Uh, in the final, the the climax of the movie, when you know all the weird mm-hmm. alien things really going on, um, and just the the soundtrack is just going bonkers during that scene yeah like yeah. i thought i was dying yeah. oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Like, my brain is it's shutting down <laughs> like, your head shaking so, so that, that scene where uh she gets to the lighthouse and yeah. watches the the video i had to look away because i was like some fucked up shit's about to happen and uh, i had to pause it too i texted stuff. max i'm like hey Am I, am I okay to watch this back? <laughs> yeah, you were okay. The, 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 I, I have to go back to that bear because the bear, man, the, the the more I thought about the more disturbing it got. The woman who got brutally killed by this bear was the one who's... Spoiler. The one whose daughter died. So she goes dying, screaming in agony as you hear her get dragged off, screaming. And then the bear freaking... T- eats her vocal cords and his roar is now the death scream of the girl and it is haunting and it is horrifying like his roars help me yes. <laughs> it is terrible uh. and i'm like this is awful and then jane the virgin gets her jaw ripped off and i'm like god damn what jane the virgin that's yeah. what she's famous gina for Rod- that was her big break gina rodriguez her big break was a movie called a, a TV, TV show, show called Jane the Virgin. Oh. It's on CW. She got uh, actually won a Golden Globe or an Emmy for her performance. I think Jane. it was an Emmy. Yeah. Um, um, you know what i I think she was my least favorite part of that movie. Yeah, I was not convinced by some of her line delivery. Yeah, well, she's a CW actress coming um, up to a big, big time. This was like her first big role, I believe. So I, I could see that happening. Yeah. Um, which, which made me think. Uh. By the way, is that the fridge? That might be. That's yeah. I don't. Scared me a little bit. I don't know when the day is going to happen on this podcast when I can just properly remember an actress or actor right off the top of my head. Sure. Oh, it just came to me. Tessa Thompson. Yes. She's in everything. Right. Valkyrie. Tessa Thompson. Yeah, she's so hot. Right she's going to be the right new now. Men in Black. She is yeah. in everything, dude. I think she was in like five movies last year. Big time. Big time movies. Sorry yeah. to bother you. Annihilation. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. I enjoy her. She's a good actress. Creed. Wait, that was Creed two. Twenty seventeen. Oh, Thor Ragnarok was twenty seventeen. It's all bleeding yeah. together. No, Thor Ragnarok was twenty eighteen. No, twenty seventeen. Was it really? Oh. Yeah. Well, she's been in everything. So yeah. Uh, Annihilation. Tim, what else? Um. So I also watched Beautiful Boy. Uh, was he? Uh, Have you seen Timothy Chalamet? No, no comment. Boy's gorgeous. I've given my opinion on him before. <laughs> I wish I was Timothy. 
Oh wait, I am. You are Timothy. Uh, no, I thought nothing it was... personal. By the way, I don't know him as a person. I'm sure he's positively fine. He just something about him mm-hmm. <laughs> weirds me out. Yeah, I don't know what it is. He's got dead eyes or something. <laughs> call, call I don't me. know what it is. <laughs> You're distraught. <laughs> I've been trying to figure this out. <laughs> I just can't. I've been pulling him up on IMDb. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> he, he looks like a. I don't know what it is. He, looks, he reminds me of like a high school kid with that long curly hair. Yeah, he looks like a school shooter. Who what else did you watch? Tim? Whoa, uh, yeah, maybe that's <laughs> it. If, like he looks really young, but like he's being cast in like kind of like twenty year old roles. Yeah. I don't know. There's right. some kind well, of and beautiful which, boy. He was eighteen. Which also he shows up in Lady Bird as a very minor character in Lady Bird. He's in that movie for like. He was in um, three scenes, two scenes. It's really weird when you see a guy who's that big of an actor now. He only... he was in Hostiles with uh, Rosamund Pike and Christian Bale, and he was in a for yeah. maybe twenty minutes. Yeah. Wasn't he in It Follows? Um, let's see. You but, know what's you know what's a, what you know what the probably the weirdest thing. Speaking of these like kind of actor these actors having a role in a movie, but it being like. Super, super! Like Holy just, crap! He was in Interstellar. Oh no, he wasn't in Interstellar. Yeah, he's he's young. He's young Jack. Tom. Tom did not put that together. Um, oh. You know what's? Speaking of like actors and actresses who just make these small appearances, and it's so weird. Uh, uh, Lily James, Brad Pitt, in Deadpool too. Yeah, right. That's what <laughs> Lily James. Uh, you know who Lily James is right. Yes. Um, oh, me gusta. Lily James, yeah, is in the movie Burnt with Bradley Cooper, which, by the way, is one of my guilty pleasures. I watch Burnt all the time. It's on Netflix. It's a, it's a chef movie. As Bradley Cooper is a chef. Oh, okay. I, I really oh, enjoyed yeah. it. I really enjoyed it. But Lily James is in that movie for literally, literally 25 seconds, and that's it. And I'm like, she's a big... Probably, Big time actress. Probably the best twenty five seconds. I don't know. In the movie. If they, yeah, I don't know if they record, made this movie like in twenty thirteen when she wasn't too big and they and they just put it out. But you should watch Burnt. It's on Netflix. That's yeah. a great great flick. Tim, anything um, else you want to talk about that you watched? Yeah, I was just gonna. Watch? I was gonna wrap <laughs> up. We're Forty minutes into our <laughs> yeah. opening. Oh, segment. we need to move. <laughs> uh, I just let me. I just want to touch on one thing with Beautiful Boy. Um, so I, I it, it's a really good movie. I recommend watching it. Um, I think it does a great job portraying the whole aspect of, you know, being, cause the story is about being a drug addict. Uh, but it, it does a very good job portraying, you know, Timothy is the drug addict and then Steve Carell trying to cope with that, trying to help his son, um, basically doing everything he can to help him. Uh, you know, Timothy relapses and, you know, Steve Carell continues to try to be there for him. And it's a, re- it's a really beautiful movie. Um, I thought Steve Carell did a great job. Um, I, I do love Steve Krill as an actor, actually. Uh, he's done great work outside of the office, and I'm very, very happy with who he has become as an actor. Mm, great, great. I'll have to give that a watch. That's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> That's on Amazon uh, Amazon yep, Prime. Amazon Prime. Uh, to stream, so definitely, definitely check that out. Uh, boys, it's time to move on to our next segment after that 45-minute tangent, probably longer than that. We're gonna go real long. It was on worth this it. Episode. It, it was, was great. It. it was great. Honestly, a lot of great discussion and a great story in there. Um, time for our next segment of the day, and that is in the news.
so Pokemon Red and Blue is getting a movie. Now, I don't know if they're two separate movies. or That's if it's, what I was uh, going to ask. Or if it's you have to one. choose which one you want. Ooh, what if it's a choose-your-own-adventure movie uh, with Red oh. or Blue? Mm. Well, that would be awesome. Maybe they're produced side-by-side side and they're released at the same time. And who you have do to... you start with? Yeah. Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle. Squirtle. Oh, sh- that would be cool. But Squirtle. it's taking place in the Detective Pikachu yeah. universe, so it's going to be... Uh, it, they're officially making a Pokemon live-action movie universe, which I am here for. Here's the thing, though, is the Detective Pikachu movie has um, illegitimate Pokemon in it based off the trailer. Illegitimate Pokemon. Like Pokemon outside of the original 150. Oh, that's well, okay. I mean, because gonna... it's in a different region. I do not recognize extra original Pokemon it's gonna be it's gonna be like Star Wars. This is take the your Lucario and shove it. Red and blue. Red <laughs> take and blue. your Greninja and shove it. Red and blue are gonna be the prequel. They're not yeah, real it Pokemon. Be it. it could be it. Could be that. I, I am. I'm super <laughs> excited for Pokemon. Uh, is that the explanation? Is that like all the extra Pokemon were just on different continents? Yeah, man. I'm not yeah. gonna find a lion in Kansas. They just no one ever happened to like look at them or see pictures of them or discuss think, them at all prior think, to. No, I don't, not at n- all. Not in that tiny game. I don't discuss lions every day. <laughs> well, I well, know they're there, but I don't discuss well, them. Well, the SSN. <laughs> they might come up in conversation so, though. It was it was like back in the old days not where during the story of the game. It was like back in the old days when you know people in Europe hadn't discovered America yet. Their only modes of transportation was SSN, but obviously that sank. So also, they had no other way to get, also, get to the other continents. Also, I'll go work for live action red. <laughs> Dana looks absolutely confused right now. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm I'm excited for this. I, I love it. I think Detective Pikachu looks like a ton of fun. Uh, and I'm I'm super excited for the potential of a Pokemon live action universe. I'm a sucker for live action universes and when maybe we're in an age where some people are getting tired of like, oh my god, do you have to make everything a universe? I'm like Please make everything a universe. Timothy, I love this. Timothy Chalamet is going to be Gary. Actually, that would be a great fit. Oh. <laughs> be a beautiful. <laughs> that would be a great fit. I want Ansel Elgort as Ash or Red, whatever they decide to go with as their main character. But I'm interested to see if it's going to be a red movie and then a blue movie, or it's going to be, be Pokemon Red and Blue the movie. That'd be dumb to make two different movies. Um, yeah, I don't know. Bad go see both. They I should would. get Timothy Chalamet to play um, Tom Brady in in the future. Patriots. Oh, <laughs> oh my! Because what? Tom Brady's yeah. the Gary Oak of football. It's, just, it's, it's gonna be yes. called. <laughs> That's Gary what Oak. I was getting at. The Gary Oak. It's just gonna be called. Goat. No, wait, no. What's his last? Is it? It's Gary Oak, right? The professor. Yeah. No, but Gary is his grandson, oh, right? Yeah. Or yes, nephew yes. or something. That, yeah, yeah, that's true. Do they have the same last? I don't know. I think they I don't did. Give a I shit. Let's I stop think. talking about Pokemon. I don't know, I don't know if that's canon. Tanner. So, so Max, know. what else is in the news? So, uh, yes, uh, moving on. Uh, Edgar Wright has a new movie coming out, which is apparently going to be a thriller horror movie. Uh, as well, he also announced he does have Baby Driver 2. His script has already been written. Um, it's all about going forward with the movie at that point. See, I don't know how I feel about having a second baby driver it's gonna be interesting if that's gonna come up with our sequel discussion later but uh i don't know how i feel about it either um but i do want to discuss that later because it is coming up oh, in a discussion my, later my uh, but uh the edgar wright movie could you look that up tanner what is that new edgar wright movie gonna be i i didn't get I a name think, i don't think there's a I, lot of information i don't out. believe there's a title i think for all it. we know is it's gonna be a horror thriller 
Yeah, which is interesting because he's always been a comedic director, and uh, but his Cornetto trilogy has heavy horror elements in them. Yep. So I think it, oh, that's true. It, it would be very easy for him to transition into this mode yep. of um, just having like a straight up horror film. Yeah, I, I agree. That actually, that actually probably wouldn't be as bad as hard of a thing for him to do as I would have thought. I saw some people kind of speculating. Um, because we know it's going to have a female lead, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was one of like the few details we've got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess Anya Taylor-Joy, who was in The Witch and also Split yeah. in Glass, um, either she expressed interest with working with Edgar Wright or he expressed interest working with her. So maybe she'll be the lead in the film. I mean, that's not really based on anything other than that, but... That yeah. would be cool. That'd be interesting. Uh, yeah. I think she she's an exciting like new actress. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's absolutely. she's up and coming. Um, next on the list here, uh, the, I don't know if you guys watched the Shazam TV spot at all. It was only a fifty second, fifty seven second trailer. It looks like they um, revealed the villain in it. Yeah, yep. they, it, uh, Savannah, Doctor Savannah was or professor i can't remember if it was a doctor professor was a little bit in the first trailer in the tv spot you see more of it he's fighting you see his powers a little bit more um and i think it drilled home just how much fun this movie really is going to be it's it has zachary levi has so much charm as shazam um do you think it's going to be a step in the right direction for the dc i think it's going to be a step in the right direction okay. for the DCEU. <laughs> uh, i've been waiting for you to say that uh but in reality, I mean, if they if they can do, you know, if out of the last four movies, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Aquaman, and Shazam, if three of the four can be legitimately, you know, good, enjoyable movies, that's a step in the right direction for the DCE. Okay. So you, if you guys check that out, it's really good. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we get to see some more of just how uh, Zachary Levi Shazam acts in this world as a boy with superhuman abilities as a full-grown man when he says shazam uh it's very similar to big very similar to big uh just if you were a superhero and you could you know become big tom hanks is a superhero he really is he's Mm -hmm. my he's a real true to life superhero he's a guy that you just know will never have anything bad come up about him you just believe it did i ever tell you my um story about colin hanks like like my seven degrees of separation from colin hanks no. So, okay, this, this is another stupid story, but it's movie-related. <laughs> Here we go. So um, one of my buddies, guy named Ben, um, big outdoorsy dude, climber, likes to he, – he does a lot of work where he, he'll, like, travel, do contract work with, like, national parks and stuff. So a few years ago, he was leaving here to go to Yosemite to be, like, a, a trail tour guide, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and my friend Nick uh, – getting him like a card like a going away thing and then in the checkout line at walmart there was just this goofy koozie i think it was like this dog like holding a football or something it was just something stupid so we got that for him too <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> yeah just some <laughs> cheesy little gift it was only a couple bucks it's a dog with a football but Your anyways butt. so um next time we see ben he tells us that he's he's leading a group on one of his tours and Colin Hanks is in this tour. Wow. And then, so they stop for like lunch or something and, um, you know, Ben's got a koozie on whatever he's drinking. Colin Hanks is like, that's an awesome koozie. 
Like, can I have it or can I buy it from you? <laughs> and then Ben refused to do. He's like, no, my, my friends gave this to me. But then I was like, you should have given oh, it to him. <laughs> what, what, what a nice gesture from your friend. He's yeah, like, no, no this, this, this is my sweet. My buddies but, gave this to me. Yeah, so uh, I could have I could have put some in Colin Hanks's hands. It, this it, is it, the, Colin Hanks saw something you did and thought it to be funny. And that is, that's all that matters. That's true happiness oh. right there. Kind of neat, unless Ben made it all up, but. <laughs> that's a very, yeah. very interesting choice of, it's like, uh, how about C-list actor Colin Hanks is um, going to be on this. I would this. say C, well, I don't know. Well, we all know who Colin Hanks is, so he he's not really selectively. C, he does, he does. C for Colin. He, uh, but uh, there you go. <laughs> Orange the, County, great movie. In an alternate, in an alternate universe, your buddy's like, ah, my friend's got me this, but I mean, if you really like it, man, you can have it. He's like, oh, awesome, dude. Hey, do you want to come grab grab drinks with me afterwards? Sure, absolutely. They go grab drinks. Tom Hanks is there, dude. Where's your buddy that bought this for you? We got to go meet him someday. Yeah. Then you meet Tom Hanks, and then you're you're the best man in Colin's wedding. I think the moral of the story wow. is that. If I yeah. ever encountered a celebrity and they wanted anything from me, mm-hmm. I'd probably just give it to them. <laughs> like, Tanner, oh, can I God. have your 20-year-old Saturn? I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm stoked. Sure. It's yours, man. Can I have the clothes off your back? Why not? Got, I was got more I was, at home. Do you want those? I was, I was hoping you'd ask. He's robbing you. And it's Give like, me all your money. Sure. Of course. And it's like Gary Busey or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, if Gary Busey demanded something from me, I would actually probably give it to him yeah, as I'd well. I'd be terrified. <laughs> oh, God. Give me your this, Amazon Fire Stick. This guy is freaking me out. Um. Okay, so <laughs> that's our Colin Hanks segment. Uh I wanted to bring up, too, just off the Shazam part there, is that DC just announced, or one of the heads of DC announced that they're not focused on a shared universe anymore because of the, sh- the success of Aquaman. A um, couple couple quick thoughts on that is I'm... <laughs> so they're doing Marvel, but in reverse. Yeah, I, I'm somewhat bummed because I'm such a huge DC fan that I would have loved to see just little references here and there in the movie. And if that's, if they mean like, Hey, we're not going to put all these characters in all these different movies, but there's still going to be plenty of little Easter eggs and references. Then that's great. That's fine. If they just like straight up say like, yeah, we're not focused on a share universe as in we're literally not going to mention any other characters ever. Then I'm going to be super bummed out about that. Cause that's such a swing and a miss for me. That's such a missed opportunity with the movie universe. Um, and on top of that, though, I'm also excited because they're slowing down. They're they're you know taking in each movie as they can and making it the best movie possible without focusing so much on an over- overarching story. And I think that's probably the best way to do it uh, is to not you know the Marvel formula was to do an individual movie, but it has to tie in. It has to work with these other movies. And it sounds like they're just like you know what. We're going to do our own thing on each one, and we'll bring them together somehow another time. And if that's the case, then then I'm excited for it. Do you guys uh, – what do you guys think of that that little news break that they're not going to do that shared universe necessarily? I think it's what they should have done to begin with. I'm upset. That means more DC movies. I hate you. I hate you so much. Tanner? <laughs> uh, that's our thoughts okay yeah uh it's whatever man also uh john wick 3 got a trailer this past week holy shit that looks awesome that looks bonkers dude it looks so much like i i just it seems like they're just like you know what 
this is our last one. Let's go all out. Let's go all out and uh, let's have them fight with samurai swords on motorcycles. You know, it'd be cool is if this was the beginning of a, a Halle Berry renaissance. Cause Halle Berry will never need a renaissance. She definitely did. She, she hasn't been doing much the past couple of years, what about, Max. What about Kingsman 2? Did you see okay, that? Okay, well, maybe it's begun. Maybe or, we're in the middle of what about, it right now. The, what was that movie where I don't know, her but I know got exactly. kidnapped? It looked awful. Oh, it wasn't good. Oh, you saw it? Just from what I've heard. Oh, it, it looked awful. It looked so bad. Yeah. I was laughing at the trailer uh, so hard. Uh, His mom in a minivan tracking down these child abductors. But, uh, um, oh boy. yeah, John Wick looks like it has combat German shepherds. Ooh. It has Ooh. Um, some good boys in there, huh? Uh, motorcycle katana fight he's on a horse at some point fighting people on motorcycles indeed he is uh he goes to the desert so there might be a little globe trotting in this film (laughs) a little i don't think there's any deserts near new york there isn't that's Uh, where they are right the continentals in new york city yes that's what i assumed yes but I don't know if they ever explicitly state it. I believe it's I believe it's New York. Yeah, no, it is because I remember from the the park scene at the end is clearly in New York City. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I mean that movie looks great. It looks action packed. I love the John Wick series. Can't wait for this third one to wrap it up. Uh, though I do hope they continue this universe they're building somehow, some way because it's a very, very, very interesting universe. Did you notice the Iron Chef chairman is in it? Did you ever watch <laughs> Iron Chef America? Iron Cuisine. Yeah, he's he's. I don't know if mm. a lot of people know this. He's actually a martial artist and an actor. Yeah, he's not, and he has nothing to do with. <laughs> I did not know but, this. So he had the Iron Chef America chairman gig, but now I guess he's which he's in this film. Which also, by the way, if you ever watch the original Iron Chef, like the actual like the actual Japanese <laughs> Iron Chef, they. Uh, they had a chairman on that one. Me and my folks used to watch this on the Food Network. The actual iron, like they would like, you know, they're killing crazy things like these giant sea turtles and they're cutting them up and whatever they're making, you know, whatever. And uh, they had a chairman there who did the same thing. And what he did is they would they would unveil the secret ingredient and he would, or he would take it and he would take the most massive bite out of the secret ingredient you've ever seen. Like if it was an orange, he would shove the whole... <laughs> orange in his mouth and a very serious tone and then they made this guy on iron chef america be his quote unquote nephew filling in and i'm like this is a little almost insulting i like like, how there's some lore there (laughs) iron (laughs) chef america lore that's pretty cool deep man he just yells ole cuisine cuisine." and then uh he does this like and then he jumps back it's great um, How about those sound effects? Um, so yeah, John Wick Three looks great. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> this is the late night edition, baby. We're going all night we're long. We're going, going past midnight. We're night. going all long. night long. No stopping. That's that cat purring in your lap at this point. <laughs> You've stroked it to sleep. The fire's dying oh, we're, down. We're, this is a callback <laughs> to your intro thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay um but oh, uh, now moving on to the main topic of in the news it's time to talk about these oscar nominations and boy do we have some beef about that yeah take the academy's keys away because they are drunk and this, are in no <laughs> fit to drive this is absolutely absurd i when i saw black panther was nominated for best picture i honestly thought 
this is the worst nomination for Best Picture I have ever seen. And people are commenting, like, uh, there's been worse films than Black Panther nominated for Best Picture. You can debate that all day long if you want to, but this is not Best Picture quality of a movie. No way. No. Well, no it's, way. It's it's not even the best Marvel movie. It's not? Wasn't it the best Marvel movie no, in 2018? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... It, well, so... You can't ignore the sort of cultural um, impact impact Black Panther has, right? So there's definitely aspects of Black Panther. The film is worthy of recognition. It's worthy of discussion. Um, But when you look at the other films it's next to, even this year's other nominees, it's kind of a head scratcher. Mm. Like... And Very much. do you remember, uh, I don't know if we talked about this, but how the, the Academy some months ago briefly had plans to have um, an popular award for film. achievement in popular film. And I believe as the outright facts or maybe just conspiracy theory go was that ABC was kind of lobbying for that category. ABC is a, uh, it's owned by Disney, Disney. Yeah. Um, or it's a subsidiary Disney, whatever. So, uh, this Disney definitely seems to be trying to get um, an Oscar for the MCU, and Black Panther has all the the cultural momentum behind it. I guess it was the obvious contender. Um, I'm not saying it's not a good movie, but uh, best What's, picture is right. That's kind of a hard. To, that's a hard, hard <laughs> yeah. sell for me. And what's ironic too is that it's it it's a culturally. A, culturally relevant film but in the same way as in the same category in terms of that in the same way black klansman and green book are which do that topic much more uh, in a much more nuanced way and a much probably a much better way a much more artistic way whereas black panther is just a through and through action movie it's a superhero movie and it has little emotional bits like all superhero movies do i think that was just the most absurd nomination for best picture i just i didn't get it didn't understand it i, I just think it's dumb i really don't think it's gonna win um, oh no it absolutely will not my guess is roma if I were to guess, looking at oh, this, Roma. If I were to guess, looking Great. at this, I think, uh, I think Vice has a good shot. I think Green Book has a good shot as well. But you never know. Maybe that Bohemian Rhapsody miracle is going to happen again. Y- yeah, that's another one because that was pretty critically stomped on, and it won the. Go- well, it, was, it was still fresh. It was still like sixty-seven percent fresh, I believe. But the Golden Globes gave it Best Picture, which was stunning to me because they're. I, the joke was that the Golden Globes are the drunk Oscars, but now apparently the Oscars are the drunk Oscars. Yeah, apparently. So I don't know what that makes the Golden Globes. <laughs> apparently. Um, um, I think I haven't seen Roma or Black Klansman or Green Book. I haven't seen half of these, but of the half I have seen, I feel like I guess the favorite should win it. The favorite is the favorite. Um, But... I don't know, man. I, don't I haven't know. seen the favorite yet. I don't know if I want to. I'm still deciding. There's, there's other things on this list that really bum me out, like um, best actress Tony Collette being snubbed for her performance in Hereditary. Oof. Have you seen Hereditary? <laughs> she's, she's yeah. That is I haven't the seen most it horrifying. It's a visceral performance. That is 
the most horrifying movie I have ever seen. And when like I when I say horrifying, yeah, you know, movies can be scary. It is scary. Hereditary is straight up at your neck with sheer terror constantly. Everything. Well, even is just horrible. the horror elements, but just on an emotional level, it's just it's traumatizing. It's it's <laughs> like, very like I Oh god, no. When I'm thinking I watched that. it Oof. at home. I bought it like on a lark cuz I heard a lot of good things about it. I didn't see it in theaters, but I was you just at the store. Yourself, did I did. Oh god. I was at the store, saw it. I was like, I'm going to get this. And oh. then watched it that night and like the credits started rolling and I got up out of my chair took a step forward and then just sat on the floor and kind of like looked at my feet for like five straight oh, minutes. I had to decompress. God, I can't believe you watched that by yourself, man. I wouldn't have, I, I would not have been able so to So you sleep. don't, you don't recommend it? I was going to watch it oh, this weekend alone. I don't you didn't wanna... watch it with us? You watched it with us, didn't oh, you? No. You didn't watch it? Oh my God. Guys, hereditary. Were you really going to watch it this weekend? I want to. I uh, just watch it with someone because it is terrible. Do you want to watch it with me? Absolutely not. I'll never watch that movie again. It might it's in my top five of 2018. Man, it is. Spoiler. Maybe top three. Oh God. Ooh. That, that scene. Maybe higher. That scene when he wakes up and she is perched up in the corner of his room. Ring, 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 oh, ring. God, no. <laughs> God, so, dude, seriously, just, just terrifying. It, it kind of reminded me of The Witch in a lot of ways. I never oh saw The Witch. God. You should watch The Witch. I had a... Uh... I had to stop watching. The watch, witch. watch the witch. Watch the witch. Yeah. Um. Although it's not nearly as traumatic. No. Oh, well, that's I, good. I, I've heard that's not the case. Because I that's remember, good. I remember, um, the early trailers for the witch when they're pulling quotes from like uh, critics that have seen the film, and one of them they cited. I can't remember the the critic, but it was um. This movie is like you feel like you're watching something you shouldn't be seeing. Yeah. And it's like. That is what hereditary is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh God! It's so, oh, it it's... starts out a little slow, but then it just goes like I think maybe the twenty-minute mark. It goes from zero to a hundred, uh, and then just stays on a hundred oh, for the next hour and a half. Yeah, I uh, when that I I uh, the car scene, dude. I thought the... I thought old clicking tongue girl was a was gonna be a much bigger component than that, and. Uh, my oh my, was that the most horrifying thing ever? Pretty wild. And then he just drives home, parks it in the driveway, and leaves it there. I I had an I know I had like an open mouth like uh, like yeah. during that scene, and then I think I, <laughs> I, I I think I stayed like that for the rest of the movie. I was just uh, like mouth agape, like yeah. hands by my face, just like horrifying. what am I watching? Just horrifying. Which is weird. A lot of people I read the discussion are either like you and I were, you know, it's very disturbing film, and then some people thought like it was just funny. So I I don't know if that's just a human thing you know, where there's things always get... the group of assholes who see the horror movies like I was laughing in it. Well, I mean, because some like, horror movies are just dumb, but I think some people just have a I don't know if it's just like they a have, defense mechanism. They when have this tough when guy mentality. Things can get so extreme that it just flips and becomes funny for them. So I guess oh, yeah. people, you could have that reaction to Hereditary if like maybe you're dead on the inside or something. Maybe. But I just like yeah, I don't know. I was uh, shook. Yeah, that's to a use. Great. All right, I have to watch it this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a great one. If I, anyone is down to watch it, I will be hosting it at my place this week. His phone number is 913 449 Shut uh, your mouth. One more snub about the Oscars because we were already talking about it earlier. Over my heart. Um, Always. Um, how about Sam Elliott getting his first Oscar nomination? That's great. Um, Drive a Chevy truck. That's my Sam Elliott impersonation. But I was super. It happy was a for good him. performance. Um, although, as I said earlier, I think Brian Tyree Henry should have been nominated um, for his role in If Beale Street Could Talk. Uh, Johnny Greenwood, who did the soundtrack for You Were Never Really Here, did not get nominated. I that was a great. And soundtrack. I don't know if that's good. just a product of when that film was released. If maybe it was just outside of Oscar contention. So what's really weird is Letterboxd says it it's was a 2017, in 2017 film because it hit the the indie movie circuit pretty yeah. much in 2017, but it really didn't get any theater time in the in the states until 2018. There's certain right. rules they have to abide by. So to be I'm considering to it a yeah. 2018 film. Oh, I am too. It's in my top ten. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a few films like that. Yeah. <laughs> Letter. Yeah. Uh, some sources say are 2017 films, but yeah, I saw it in 2018. So, and that animated feature film list is full of really Counts. good, yeah, really good I, animated movies. And I, I think First Man's gonna win sound editing and sound mixing. That yeah. got that got snubbed for best picture, didn't it? Yep, I was very I surprised. Really, I liked First Man. It seemed like it kind of fell on its face. Like there was so much hype. It was another Damien Chazelle movie taking on space. And it just if kind Beale of... Street could talk, got snubbed too. We were yeah. wanting the Barry Jenkins, uh, Damien Chazelle rematch, yeah. and it didn't happen. <laughs> you know what else got snubbed? Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin. <laughs> only one. That was a bad Robin. one. Only one Oscar nomination. That's best bear. That's oh. terrible. Paddington's not even on there. No, and Paddington Two is a is a. I think because it was also released in 2017 in Britain, but it released in 2018 in America. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. All I know is that if it is supposed to be up for 2018 nominations, it is disgusting that it is not because that is such a damn good movie. Paddington 2 is incredible. I love it. It's obviously in my top 10, and I just I had to place it very, very high. It's amazing. Um, if Spider-Man doesn't win Best Animated Feature, I will also be upset. There's no way yeah. he doesn't. The art style is so unique. It, it uh, has to. There's going to. two Disney films and a Wes Anderson film also in this category. I don't think I don't think they have to worry too much about Isle of Dogs. I would think definitely the Disney movies, which always win it, are the biggest ones to be worried about. But Incredibles two and Wreck It Ralph two didn't. There's no way they they take down no. Into the Spider Verse. They which can't. Is, they should. Into the Spider Verse off sheer originality alone is going to win that Oscar, and I think handedly win it as well. Um, I was uh, people were very surprised to see Adam McKay got nominated for best director, and Bradley Cooper did not. Which people were thinking Bradley Cooper was a shoo-in for best director and to maybe even win director, but he didn't get nominated and Adam McKay did. Now vice is one of my favorite movies of the year. It didn't get the critical reception people would have probably hoped for. Uh, but I, I, uh, I do like it. I am, I am actually somewhat surprised though, that, that Bradley Cooper got left out for a star is born. Cause I hear, uh, that's, he got an incredible performance out of Lady Gaga. Uh, he did a great performance himself. I mean, Sam Elliott was great in it. Apparently, um, so the fact that two of his actors, three of them actually, since he's up for it, I think he's up for best actor, isn't he? Uh, oh, no, he's not. He Yes, he is. So three actors in that movie are nominated for Oscars in their respective categories. And um, 
and uh, didn't get nominated for Best Director, which I think is... I don't even know how that makes sense. Hey, three of your three of your actors, three know. of the actors in this movie got nominated for Oscars, but the person who directed them did not. So that's kind of strange. I think Christian Bale's going to win that actor in a leading role thing anyways because uh, he was phenomenal in Vice. Just absolutely phenomenal. Just disappeared into his role there. Um, so I can't can't praise that one enough. His role? Rolls, his rolls, fat rolls, because he gained all that oh, weight. Yeah, he did. That's a method acting. He's already skinny again. I don't understand what the hell he does. It's fasting. Not it's not healthy. Intermittent fasting. Uh, it's bound to happen, then, boys. I'm gonna be thin as a rail next week. Um, all right. Well, that's kind of kind of discussing our um, our Oscar nominations and what we thought of them. Um, definitely a lot. Uh, so much to digest with that. So we'll probably just talk. We'll have to. We'll have to review the Oscars. <laughs> we will. We yeah. will. We'll do a special Oscars episode uh, for sure when that happens. Actually, as a matter of fact, we we might do a little award show of our own. Oh, the uh, Cinemaxies. The Cinemaxies. Oh, I like that. Uh, that might be coming up before too long as well. Christopher so. Robin across the board. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to do it for the in the news section of our podcast. And to move on to the final topic of the day, because I'm cutting out one, because holy hell, we are running long. <laughs> it's time. For the main event. The we're finally to the main topic of the podcast. Uh, what a wild ride uh, it's been. We are we are here. We are on the main event. Uh, I cut the stream talk thing. We'll try and glue that in next week's podcast. Just different movies you could see uh, on streaming. And right now. um, what is it? Polar comes out Polar. this Friday on Netflix. Oh, that does. So oh, we'll I'm very excited about that. that. Winter John Wick. That'll be my yep. Friday Winter movie. Wick. That'll Winter Wick. That'll be my Friday flick, boys. I don't know what voice that was. Um, so for our main event today, we wanted to discuss movies movies that deserve a sequel. Movies that uh, have been waiting, calling out for a proper sequel and uh, may or may not get them. And I wanted to bring up some of our favorite movies that... Um, we think should get sequels. Evidently enough, the perfect movie for me that would have been in this category got announced that it was getting a sequel probably about a month ago. That's Zombieland. Uh, I've been wanting a Zombieland sequel forever because I, I just I loved their take on the zombie genre. Uh, it was unique. It was funny. It was thrilling in parts. The road trip aspect to the zombie uh, world and it not taking itself so seriously and the cast having incredible chemistry. So I was calling for a sequel for that for a long time. Um, and it is my most anticipated movie of 2019. I believe it was like number one on my list. The one thing though, I do have concern for is that is it too little too late on that sequel? Uh, is that cast going to solve the same chemistry together? Is it going to work? Um, they brought back the original writers and directors. So hopefully that is the case. Um, the other movie that I was wanting to get a sequel is um, Baby Driver, and that movie also is is up for apparently a sequel, and, and Edgar Wright... Uh, well, hey, if Edgar Wright says that it, it can have a sequel, then I have to trust he has a good idea for for a sequel. I, I just have to, so I imagine it's it's going to be... Um, a good idea. What what's uh, a couple of movies you guys were? What are some movies you guys think deserve Oscar? Uh, deserve Oscars. Um, ba, ba, ba. What immediately jumps out to me, and this might be a, a left field pick, 
but uh, Warcraft. You know what? People oh. might be saying, but Tanner, that movie wasn't good. And I'm like, yeah, it wasn't. But. <laughs> okay. This, this Off to a strong start then. This new one could have Tanner watching the fireworks on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, cause, so the, the Warcraft lore, right? Not to get too deep in it right here we have but time it's very <laughs> apparently we do we've had time for everything so it's, it's deep it it's epic um there's a lot of great characters in it it's almost kind of superhero-y and it's larger than life quality um all the pieces are there to make a very great film or film franchise um of course the problem that plagues the games and even the movie is that just the actual storytelling in characterization is inelegant. Um, it's very cheesy kind of Saturday morning cartoon level, um, which th there's so much to work with. And, and the problem is, is that they kind of, with the first movie, had to start um, in the timeline where they did to get that foundation. But that's also like the least interesting thing. Um, the most popular part of the Warcraft story takes place um, with the Warcraft 3 game. Mm -hmm. um, Prince Arthas, he's kind of like his tragic... Prince Arthas. ...downfall. Um, you know, there's there's tragedy, there's murder, there's zombies in the snow. Uh, it would go great with the Game of Thrones uh, little hype we're in right now. Um, yeah. But... I, I would like to see the movies to have gotten to that point. Um, of course, the the problem with the first movie, um, from what I understand, Duncan Jones, the writer and director, also did Moon in Source Code mm -hmm. and Mute on Netflix, which is apparently really bad. Haven't yeah, watched I heard it. Mute was bad. Too. Also, the son of David Bowie. Um, oh. But I think he's after the movies come out, he's kind of indicated that there was a problem of basically three competing visions for the film. There was his uh, blizzard entertainment and um, legendary, the studios. So the whole thing kind of got pulled in a bunch of di different directions and it got messy and it shows. Um, I don't think the movies, the dumpster fire, a lot of people made it out yeah, to be. The, people always seem to say they enjoyed it and wish it would have gotten a bigger, a I better think chance. Video game movies have a bad reputation mostly deservedly so but i think i feel like critics were a little harsher with this one than probably it it, it deserved mm -hmm. um but yeah i would have liked to have seen the story go further i would have liked to have seen um it improve all the groundwork is like i said all the pieces are there it just takes one one creative vision to to move things forward skillfully yeah. and you we could have had a hit franchise and i don't think that's i don't think there's there's necessarily not going to be a sequel and but that actually i just thought of something because you're talking about this uh, saturday morning cartoons i just thought of something so tim before we get to yours power rangers deserves a sequel yes okay <laughs> good one that, that deserves a sequel and the rumors are that it's it, going to get it, but that movie had no business being as good as it was. I talked my friends into seeing it um, when we were visiting 
Brendan again, name drop. He's out of town. We went to go visit him. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go see Power Rangers. We'll just <laughs> we'll just laugh in the theater so at this stupid. stupid movie. <laughs> and like some of us were crying at parts <laughs> in the film. Like it was, a, it was very good. Dude. It was mind blowing, like how good I mean, it's not like oh, a great God. film, but like it's good. It's so good. I, I they they nailed everything you want from like and they did everything so subtly too with like the references to things and they didn't like throw it in your face but like at the the would do when they do the go go power rangers bit there as they suit up for the first time i'm like when yeah oh the, the, the zords God. are charging and it plays the theme with the lyrics yes goosebumps man. i was like oh my god they're doing it and it was and the story was like it, it was a a coming of age story done really, really well. It was a coming of age story about a group of teenagers, and then them happening to happening to come across these unbelievable powers by getting their 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 power stones. Just and as someone who loved Power Rangers as a kid, it was like a dream come true to see this happen on screen and actually successfully be done. I mean, I was skeptical. Like, I'm pretty sure way back in the day, a couple years ago, you posted something on Facebook and I commented making fun of it. I'm like, this looks so dumb. Uh," And then... (laughs) We both liked it so much. Yeah. I did the, uh, I did the whole, like, uh, the, the really rapid clap thing when I, when they mentioned uh, Tommy at the end. They're like, Tommy, Tommy. And it's like, he has a green jacket. I'm like... I was so I was so hype. I was like, "Oh my god, they're bringing in the Green Ranger! This is so awesome!" It, it was so good. The cast had great chemistry. The story was excellent. Uh, the suits were badass. The action was great. I loved it. I absolutely love it. And uh, I I love uh, Doc Ray Montgomery. I think he's a great actor. Was he Billy? Uh, yes, and he's also he was in Stranger Things season two. Um, uh, yeah, who was he in? Stranger Things. He was the the oh, brother. He was oh, the hot guy. Jason, the, right? The Red Ranger, not yeah. Billy, the Blue Oh Ranger. yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah Billy yeah, is yeah. Blue. Sorry, I get them mixed up. But yeah, how? <laughs> it's just a, but very, very good. I was, I was, I was desperately hoping for this to get a sequel. Fingers crossed that it actually gets. I made. think um, they said the merchandise toy sales pushed it really it, over the edge yeah. it needed to to hit. To, and, blu-ray sales too i remember like i was like i need to specifically do everything i can to support this movie i bought some of the funko pops for it and i i bought the blu-ray i was like i gotta i gotta do what i can i have the the target uh limited edition steelbook blu-ray oh you bastard oh and you know what i actually haven't watched it since buying it but i still haven't seen it part of me i'm afraid to watch it again thinking like (laughs) the magic won't be there a second time i've watched it twice and it's it's good the second time. Okay. It's good. It's still fun. Very, very fun. Tim, what's a movie you think deserves a sequel? Uh, so, for the most part, all the movies I love, I, they either already have a sequel or I don't think they should get one. Uh, I have a list of five. Ah, eh, four. Uh, Man of Steel's one. It did? What? It did. Batman vs. Superman? Yeah, Batman vs. Superman. I don't consider that. Do you want like a true sequel, a true Superman sequel? Uh, Just a standalone super. Completely throw out Batman vs. Superman. Okay. Just a second Man of Steel. I I really enjoyed Man of Steel. That's my favorite DC movie that's come out. I mean, aside from the Nolan trilogy, but uh, that's that's one. Another one, Big Hero 6. 
I liked that movie a lot more than I expected I would. I thought it was a really good animated movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think they're actually talking about making another one, like Big Hero 7 or something like that. Um, I was trying to find information. I couldn't find it. It's a great one, dude. Big, Big Hero 6 is a... I feel it, like it was loved very much when it, it yes. wasn't. It wasn't like it was underrated. People really enjoyed it. They loved yeah. it, but it since like faded into silence. And they, they, oh, it really has. They made a direct to TV movie and TV. They did like a movie that led into the TV show, and it's mm-hmm. one of those like you know shitty See, Disney XD. It's like Lilo cartoons. and Stitch. Yes, and it's just like God. I, I, I honestly was disappointed with it, and it's been really? so long since I watched it that I I couldn't tell you why, mm-hmm. but I just. I, I really I felt cold walking out of it like I just didn't care about anything I had seen over the course of the movie I really enjoyed it I think the mm-hmm. I think it was a little anticlimactic with the villain or something. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was the main my main grievance with it it was like this the story was so big and there was so much like heart to it and it was this this universe they built was so full and it just felt like a really 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 good story mm-hmm. and then like the the ending was very kind of hollow so, and anticlimactic cuz you feel so. like as soon as you had the reveal that the villain was just trying to get revenge against this corporation cuz he thought they killed his daughter right yeah um i feel like as soon as that was revealed and you know the main dude's brother died it was an accident right yeah. um the main guy should have been like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why is he still going after this guy at this point? Well, the brother had nothing to do with the company. Right. So, so this was just like, the, the, he was just, he was going after them because I, I think that was a unique motivation, I suppose, for the villain, I guess. Because like, he really, really only wanted to do this because they he thought they killed his daughter. Uh, whereas like other guys like, I just want to end the world. So, yeah. But I don't know. Let's see. Uh, another one, The Man from Uncle. Okay. Good oh, pick. that's a great pick. Yeah. That is a great pick. I love Man from Uncle. It is, it is a great action movie. It's I, a great spy movie. It is. Yeah. yeah. They had a lot of good comedy scenes in there as well. The one that I always go back to is the one where uh, I think it's Army Hammers getting chased around in, <laughs> in the boat. boat. And Henry Cavill is just eating a picnic basket. <laughs> Listening to music and drinking wine yeah. in the truck. Oh man, you could see like the the boat <laughs> yeah, blowed up and everything, yeah. and in the in the rear view mirror, he's just chomping down on a sandwich. That is such a good movie. It really is. It's it, so it, good. Was, it was underrated, and it had good score too. I mean, oh, I like yeah. the music from it. Was it was a classic spy score. It was great. Mm-hmm. I really like Guy Ritchie. I think it's unfortunate he went on to do King Arthur after the Man from Uncle. And now he's doing Aladdin. Why did I say like he's doing Aladdin? Wait, Aladdin. he is doing Al- Disney's Aladdin? Aladdin. He's doing Disney's That's Aladdin. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, yeah. This I movie. Tim, look that up. Gets weirder and weirder. Yeah, yeah sure enough, that's is. him. Oh my it god. Yeah. No, I still think that movie kind of looks like it's like some sort of weird porn from the from the, from the way it looks. <laughs> but the, was... the, the, the set. Their costumes and everything, and just the way they've taken the pictures, it just looks like really weird. It doesn't look Rub good. Rub my lamp. Power Rangers connection there. Excuse me? With, uh, <laughs> Naomi Scott? Scott. Naomi Scott, yeah. Not Naomi Watts? Not Naomi Watts. <laughs> or Naomi Harris. It's Naomi Scott. Naomi Scott, yeah. yeah. Playing and, Jasmine. And then there's a Pink Ranger. And there's a relative unknown guy who's being Aladdin. There's also a relative unknown guy who's being Jafar. Um,. And then there's a relative unknown guy being Genie, Will yeah. Smith. Will, Will, William. 
Apparently, he's gonna be Smith. He's gonna be mostly CGI throughout the entire movie, and like his human form there isn't is like literally just a blend in. Which it, I kind of like. It'd be nice if he was mostly not Will Smith. <laughs> I, I, I will say, if there's anyone who can do, there's only two people I could think of that have like that bombastic nature to be the genie. Will Smith and Jim Carrey would be the only people who could do it, other than Robin himself. Uh, so I that I could think of that are like that are like you know a list enough to carry the movie because the people are i mean aladdin's gonna make a freaking ton of money mostly because will smith is in not mostly but one of the big reasons because will smith is in there as a main character and people buy will smith still so uh anything else tim uh yes the last one is uh nice guys Oh yeah, I hope that does get yeah, a sequel too. I really enjoyed. I thought those Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling played <laughs> off each other very well. <laughs> that, that part where they throw the dead body over the fence <laughs> yeah. and it lands on a wedding party dinner table, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone starts screaming. That was so funny because they had great chemistry. Yeah. God, that's a good movie. That was actually like my number three movie of 2016, I believe. Or mm-hmm. it, it was, or it was 2016 or 2015. I think so. It was 2016. Yeah, yeah. It was my, uh, one of my top five movies of that year. I absolutely loved it. That's a great suggestion. Man, mm-hmm. my top, my, my sequel is sucks. <laughs> the, all, all the ones I really should have said are on your list. That's great. Also, like, um, I'm here for. Shane Black. Yeah. That was a great movie. Shane Black. Then went on to do The Predator, yeah. which I think is the worst movie I saw in theaters in 2018. Really? It wins that award. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to get those movies to be, it'd be good. Even Alien can't have a good movie anymore, apparently. So mm. it's it seems like the Alien and Predator thing needs to die because no one can do it right. Um yeah. One other thing I wanted to mention, because I, I think this is interesting, because I didn't really like this movie. I I enjoyed it. I own it. I'll definitely watch it. I'll throw it in. I like it enough to watch it, but um, I didn't care for it as much as other films, like Interstellar. Interstellar, I did not really care for. I would much rather watch any uh, most of Christopher Nolan's other catalog than I would Interstellar. Just uh, this, some of the just doesn't vibe with it for me. But I did think the universe he built was very, very interesting, and I would have loved to go to more planets. Um, I, I would love to see like Matthew McConaughey and in Interstellar. Interstellar, yeah. Oh. I, I would love to have seen more. Well, they, they did make a sequel, The Martian. Oh yeah, Matt okay. Damon. Yeah, I love The Martian. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I would like to see a sequel to Interstellar to see kind of uh, how this all. I, I just don't know how they the would. Future be able to fit it well in. he has to go back for Anne Hathaway's character I'd love to see like the trip back there and, and maybe they decide to colonize that planet together and mm. I don't know. oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that came off a little more saucy than uh, I anticipated a love story I like it um this gets brought up a lot in these kinds of discussions but Tron Legacy you know I've never seen Tron Legacy seen Tron but I, I've heard people really really enjoyed it and thought it was a very good sequel uh uh, to the original Tron. You know, as a movie, as a narrative, maybe it's not the most exciting thing ever. But just the visuals and and the sound, I think it just really clicked with people and mm. me too. Like just excited to see what more they could do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, you know, it'd be interesting an Ex Machina sequel about her outside in the real world. After she's escaped the house, yeah, that that, that actually, you're gonna say like Donald Gleason just rotting in a room. 
That's the, yeah. that was so yeah, brutal. Like Dom Hall didn't do anything wrong, and he's dying because of oh. that. He didn't do anything wrong. He, he felt bad for her. He died for love. He tried to. He tried to actually. Didn't he free her? And then she trapped him in there. Right. For, yeah. I was like Jesus. Why? True, but he was also willing to put Oscar Isaac's character in harm's way to free her. Yeah. Well, Oscar Isaac's character is kind of a dick, wasn't he? Well, sure, but but Donald Gleason's character was also easily easily manipulated i mean that's not like worthy yep. of dying but like it's it's upsetting <laughs> but it's like he earned what happened to him through right. his sure. stupidity right yeah yeah um no i guess i wouldn't be too bad of an idea yeah so. be an interesting take i don't i don't have any other movies yeah. though well i think yeah unless there's anything else we can think of in terms of sequels that i think that would um no I think I covered everything. Uh, the Last Jedi, I think, should that one? That one? We we need another Star Wars. I think movie. it deserves a sequel um, uh. because I need something to wash my mouth out of from whatever, uh, whatever that was. Buttery goodness. Mm. Um, no. but okay, so Star Wars, Rogue Two. Mm. Mm. As long as it's Star before Wars, A New Hope, Star Wars, Mon Moth, but after you know, Revenge because, of the Sith. So here's here's the plot for Rogue too. Okay, is that um it's about um the daughter of a jetpack manufacturer um <laughs> gets a message from her father saying that he's building a jetpack for Boba Fett, but oh, it can shit. be destroyed with a wild blind stick strike and that it's up to her to get the stick into Jabba's palace um so that's the movie that's Rogue 2 that's Rogue 2 wow which explains why Boba Fett's so you know worthless let's save that little nugget I think think we should just stop the podcast and just start directing movies because we've had some great ideas a slightly more serious answer Star Wars um I don't want to see a straight up sequel to Solo but the Darth Maul bit really fired me up. I'd like to see him mm. strut his stuff in a live-action film again. It would be cool just to see them. It would be cool yeah. to have one about him, and then at the end maybe him fighting Obi-Wan. Well, yeah. just like a, a seedy underworld kind of Star Wars yeah. movie, which mm-hmm. Solo could have been, but it yeah, wasn't. Right. But kind of what... Let's- Hold on. Let's save our. Let's save this because this was literally going to be one of the main topics of Force Vision, which is what is the next. Literally, what is the next Star Wars movie you want to see? What's your next dream Star Wars movie? So let's let's save let's let's save that for uh, Force Vision because that's going to be it. We're, We're also running like up. two hours long Fine. on this. So uh, that's going to be our Force. Uh, <laughs> shit. That's going to be our. Uh, <laughs> Our cinematic podcast for the day. Thank you all so much for listening and joining us. Um, again, we're gonna have a Force Vision podcast out later this week or next week, um, and we're gonna have a co- new common room podcast for you as well. We've been trying to get that recorded, and we're gonna find some time to do that to have a second common room episode. We're pretty excited about that as well. So stay tuned to the Cinemaxic Podcast Network on Twitter, on Instagram, and obviously on. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. We haven't posted there yet, but you can do that anyways. Um, and yeah, guys, uh, again, be sure to, uh, subscribe and be sure to share this with your friends, family, anyone who loves movies. We'd love to have them on board as a listener. You can shoot us emails at Gmail, uh, with, 
cinemaxicpod at gmail.com. Send any suggestions or any topics you want us to cover in the show. We will mention you and love to discuss anything you guys want us to talk about. For Tim Reichmith, uh, for Tanner Rush, uh, I am Max Leadham. Tanner, where can the people find you at? Uh, Instagram at Danger Rush or on Letterboxd, Tanner space R, period. Tim, where can the people find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Tim Trist or Letterboxd at Tim Trist. I guess or... I just need to change my Letterboxd handle to Danger Rush. That might make it easier yeah. for you. That would be, that'd be pretty sick. I uh, and I am Max Lita, and you can find me at Max Fozzy on all social networks, Letterbox, Instagram, and the Twitter. Um, that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all so much for listening. We will see you next week for another episode of Cinemaxic and for Force Vision and A Common Room. It's been great talking with you all. Thank you for being aboard on this late night edition of Cinemaxic Pod. I'm going to go die falling out on that ice. See you all next week as a ghost. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.